Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, February 20th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Mikey is back. Bet with Mikey on Twitter. Joining us again on this uh, Monday edition of the show. Uh, Family Day in multiple provinces in Canada. President's Day uh, in the United States, coast to coast. And with that, we've got afternoon matinee hockey on a Monday. We'll never complain about that. Uh, That is for sure. Two games already underway Uh, Ottawa, Boston, and Anaheim, Florida. We did talk about those two games on yesterday's show, so we certainly hope that you guys got to check that out. Uh, If you are interested in our opinions on those early two games, we did those yesterday because we knew today's show would be starting after puck drop uh, of those two games. But we will break down the remaining four games on this Monday slate. We have two more afternoon affairs, late afternoon uh, games, Seattle, San Jose, Philadelphia, Calgary, and then, of course, two games tonight, Islanders Penguins playing each other for the second time in four days Uh, and then of course the uh, Jets and the Rangers a very good matchup as well uh, taking place uh, tonight Uh, let's quickly look back on uh, before we get to last night and uh, today's card BetCast yes tomorrow night seven o'clock p.m. Eastern time we are really going to start getting into the habit uh, of having a weekly BetCast the rest of the season Uh, most of them will be on Tuesdays we'll throw in the odd Saturday a betcast because we got such a great response during the super betcast. Uh, but our next one is tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 21st, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Live betting commentary. Me, Alex, all of our guests, uh, viewers, listeners, anyone that wants to join us. Drinking is encouraged, uh, as we always like to say uh, on the uh, betcast. Uh, send a DM to me on Twitter at Bobano, email Bobano350 at gmail.com uh, to request a spot uh, on the betcast. Uh, and uh, definitely we're looking forward to it. Live betting, it's a big slate as usual on a Tuesday. There's no real late game tomorrow night, actually. If you look at the schedule, the latest game is Philadelphia versus Edmonton at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So actually we'll be uh, getting ourselves uh, out of there quicker than normal. It'll be a shorter bet cast than normal, but we'll stay right till the end of the card, right till the end of that Edmonton game. It'll be around 11.30 p.m. Eastern, midnight Eastern, Uh, but looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be with you for the entire Tuesday night slate on the BetCast tomorrow night, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, looking forward. To, yeah, def, straight bet Ben. If he's listening, he's more than welcome to join us on the BetCast. Obviously, he's done a terrific job here. Uh, I wouldn't have known straight bet Ben if uh, it hit me in the face two weeks ago. And now I, he's been on the show a couple of times, and he's doing a pretty damn good job with the NHL. So, yeah, if he's uh, if he wants to join us, he can. Anyone that wants to, just uh, – DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com and we will get you on the BetCast Tuesday night. Looking forward to it. Uh, all right. Uh, yesterday uh, in the NHL, uh, we had some interesting uh, matchups take place. Unbelievable fit. I'm not going to say much about St. Louis, Ottawa. It pretty much transpired. Maybe not to that extent that I think Ottawa would blow out St. Louis, but Blues are pretty high on the bet against list right now after trading away all their mean players and there's going to be more of a bloodletting on the way for the uh, St. Louis Blues as well before the deadline uh, and they get blasted by Ottawa yesterday it was a great game for me swept the uh, uh, board with that game Nashville Minnesota on the other hand was a heartbreaker for years truly uh, on the draw we think we've got that game going to overtime when it's a tying goal for the Predators with under a minute to go and wouldn't you know it a harmless wrist shot from the point hits Ryan Hartman in the hand and goes in and deflects in past UC Soros and Minnesota gets a stunning win in regulation to break our hearts. Uh, Anyone that had the draw at a great price in that game, uh, Minnesota gets the four, three win. Alex did say go against the flow though, in that game and look over the total. uh, And that did get there in that uh, Nashville Minnesota game. But unfortunately, if you had the draw, that's a tough one. Uh, you think you're going OT after Nashville ties it, Minnesota wins it. But a huge win for Minnesota, and I think that's the loss for Nashville after blowing out Florida. You think, can they get on a run, and they lose in that kind of fashion yesterday. And now I saw on the Sportsnet broadcast of the Leaf-Chicago game last night, Elliot Friedman's talking about Nashville's opened the door to selling. 
at this point in time. Tanner Janot and others, apparently, they're listening to offers from other teams on some of their players. So I think Nashville and David Poyle realize, you know what, we're up against it trying to make the playoffs. We've got no consistency in our game uh, right now. It's time to entertain the idea of maybe selling. But before we get into the rest of the Sunday games, we'll start stop there and get let Alex and Mikey get some thoughts in because I'll tell you what, that Nashville-Minnesota finish, batshit crazy, no yeah. question about it. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a fun game to watch. And, and you know, when you see – uh, Neither rider get that tying goal. I was just super elated because I, I knew that means the over was going to cash, and it seemed, you know, 41 seconds left that that would probably be, you know, just let run out the clock and and, and get to OT and cash another play, another draw in the week. But uh, like I said, Hartman getting the bounce off of him, 20 seconds left, 21 seconds left, and going in. That that's a tough way to lose a draw. It's, it's rare that you have a bad uh, beat with a draw. That definitely is one of them for sure. But uh, so hopefully we won't have too many of those moving forward. But, but a good game. And like you said, yeah, big win for Minnesota, two in a row now. They get to wrap up this uh, this homestand uh, tomorrow night with L.A. coming to town. And they can you know feel good about themselves. They can close it out with a, a winning record on this this homestand that's been a, a bit topsy-turvy a bit and, and has caused some panic uh, amongst the fan base here in the Twin Cities. But also with Nashville, that's like a bad loss, and I think that is spelling the beginning of the end for them. Kind of in the same way, not in the exact same fashion, of course, but but similar to how the St. Louis Blues, it just seems like, okay, this is this is it. From here on out, that we're going to be seeing them trending downward, and they're not making a rush toward the postseason. But the Wild are still alive and uh, still hanging on, and they can you know build off of this momentum with this solid homestand. Yep, they will. I mean, that's now they've 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 steadied the ship to some extent, Minnesota, with these last two wins against Dallas and Nashville uh, over the weekend. We'll see if they can keep uh, building on that. Uh, Mikey, what about that game? Did you inv- get involved in that game betting wise? Predators Wild. Yeah, I bet the under six, and to no one's surprise, we have 19 goals in the last two minutes. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it's tough. just yeah. Th- yeah. those are frustrating with those unders. I swear, especially with teams like that that have had trouble scoring offensively who have two solid goaltenders in net, but it is what it is. I was thinking about you guys when that game was tied. I'm like, well, they're both going to hit their draw, but I mean, that was just in typical, (laughs) in typical wild fashion, a blast from the blue line late in the game finds the back of the net. So listen, every year, this time of year, Nashville has this type of talk because they're up and down. But then here comes end of February, early March. They'll go on this. They'll go seven and three, eight and three. Then all of a sudden they're not selling because every year this time they're trying to get rid of Eckholm. They're trying to get rid of Elkholm. Then they end up keeping them because they went on this mini run. Regardless of what happens, Nashville should just sell and get this mini rebuild or whatever they want to call it going and just get this over with. This happens every year come springtime with this team. And uh, my, my only other outlook is Edmonton. Three games in a row, losing it in overtime shootout, giving up back-to-back losses, three-plus goal leads. Just It's back to talking about their goaltending situation, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's a combination of de- goaltending and defense. I mean, that, that's an issue, too, is this. I hate to be uh, harsh and bring the hammer down on my guy from Hamilton, Ontario, uh, Darnell Nurse, but it's been a tough year for him. I mean, again, yesterday there was a couple of instances where he has a chance to clear the front of the net, get the puck out of the zone, can't do it and when you don't get the puck out against a team like Colorado you're going to pay the fucking price for it simple as that you've got to get pucks out when you've got it inches away from your own blue line it's got to get out simple as that it's got to get out of the zone you cannot risk those turnovers at your own blue line because teams like Colorado they will make you pay for it Uh, and we saw that on countless occasions and this is now the Ranger game and the Avs game back to back for the Oilers where they have a multiple goal lead uh, and they just can't uh, hold the lead. Hold, holding leads are an issue. Uh, I was certainly happy to cash the best bet on the show with the uh, over in that game, Oilers and Avs. Uh, it ended up flying over with ease, but uh, very disheartening to lose the Edmonton bet. It was the smaller bet, but still, I was hoping to go 2-0 and in that game. Uh, and another uh, unfortunate result there for the Oilers uh, as they fall to the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, McKinnon was just incredible. McKinnon almost had 10 shots on goal in that game. It was just absolutely insane what he was doing uh, yesterday for the uh, Avalanche uh, in that one. But uh, no, very impressive win for Colorado. Dig down deep, find a way, battle back without Kale McCarr, uh, who wasn't in the lineup once again for the uh, Avs. So very impressive comeback win there for uh, the Avs in that game. And then briefly on the games at night, 
Um, you know, every now and then you get this out of Toronto. I can't say I'm totally shocked. It was really a tough spot for Toronto. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, the, you know, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing to maybe take a shot with Chicago here because think of the whirlwind for Ryan O'Reilly and for the entire team, right? The big trade Friday night. I'm sure, the players were going nuts with excitement. They played like it on Saturday. Rivals Montreal on Saturday night. And then you got to turn around mentally, physically burned out is what they look like last night Toronto against Chicago on that Sunday early start game 5 p.m. Central local time in Chicago and you could tell right away you said I said right away the first two minutes I'm seeing the way Toronto's handling the puck or not handling the puck I'm like you know what they're probably going to lose this hockey game tonight or at least be in a, for a fucking fight to win it and that's exactly what we saw and look that's now four and one as a starter for Jackson Stauber for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks here so uh he continues to give him a chance uh he gave up three goals but Hey, when that game was a one-goal game late, he's, you know, blocker saves, uh, very, very confident, uh, uh, you know, making key saves, timely saves late in that game to maintain the lead for Chicago. So, And how about Patrick Kane uh, doing his thing? Is it the last Patrick we see for Patrick Kane in Chicago? Uh, but he was absolutely outstanding, obviously, and you could tell – uh, he was fired up to do it against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He kind of quieted down the talk about, oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were really hot and heavy to trade for me, or I was really ex giddy about going there. He kind of shot that down uh, in his uh, post-game comments after the game. But Chicago with the win there. Winnipeg, horrible loss. Third period, blown lead to New Jersey. I was pissed off about that. Uh, New Jersey comes back with a 4-2 win, but give the Devils credit. They just outplayed the Jets in the third period, but that's a tough one to let slip by if you're the Jets. And I don't have much to say about Arizona-Columbus. Arizona won that game. The best thing about that game was the two great fights that took place, two really good scraps in that game. Uh, Erica Branson against Josh Brown. Uh, we saw uh, Olivier uh, uh, for the... Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets against Nick Ritchie for Arizona. So there's a couple of really good fights in that game. Other than that, it was two teams playing for exercise. Alex, uh, the rest of the card, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, we'll start with the Hawks win. As you mentioned, Sir Patrick Kane with the hat trick. Uh, just looking incredible. Five goals now in the last two games. And you wonder, like I said, you know, are his days numbered on the west side? Or, you know, obviously there's still, you know, the teams that he was rumored to go to be in New York and Toronto making moves uh, that didn't include him, obviously. So you wonder, you know, could he stick around? Could he, you know, I, I, I posed the question on Twitter of could he possibly, you know, take care of whatever this issue is with his hip, take the rest of this time off, be a UFA, and then decide if he wants to re-sign with Chicago or maybe even go somewhere else, maybe go to Buffalo. He's got the ball on his court right now. And, and, and really the Hawks, unless they were able to get a gigantic haul back for him, which I really don't think they ever were, you know, in, in the running to do with just Patrick Kane alone, uh, they might just be better off to sit and pat. And, and making deals with some other guys. You know, Sam Lafferty's uh, being talked about getting moved. With the emergence of Jackson Stauber, you now have the possibility of could you move uh, Arvid Soderblom or move a uh, Peter Morazic, you know, to get a piece back? You know, obviously you're not going to get anything more than probably a draft pick or a, another prospect. But with a Soderblom, the way that they've kind of touted him as being uh, this really good goal, uh, and Stauber looks decent, obviously you're going to have cap room to sign a, a better, more veteran uh, option next year. There's a lot of other options that the Hawks have as far as making trades and, and, and picking something up before March 3rd that do not involve Patrick Kane. So, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's possibly, you know, as time ticks down, and obviously we know Taves isn't going anywhere with the announcement he had yesterday about his health. Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen, and I, most of it I think would be – possibly not seeing Patrick Kane in any other uniform or, or maybe not even seeing him play the rest of the year, potentially. So it, it's still up in the air and it's definitely something we'll be tracking daily uh, for sure. But that was a great game and a great win for him. And like I said, with Jackson Stauber now four and one, uh, he's definitely proven himself to, to the front office that maybe he belongs in a Hawks uniform uh, past this year. As far as the, with the other games uh, that Arizona Colorado game, uh, Columbus game, rather that was just a crazy back and forth battle. And it's now we're getting into this point where, okay, these, you know, totals in the first period, we're seeing them cash in late. So we're definitely in the, the vein of getting these first period overs live, but not just at a uh, one and a half and a plus price. I've been waiting the last couple of days. I just did it literally 45 minutes ago, waiting for the first periods to get down to a half a goal. I just need somebody to score. Uh, got it done today with Boston and ended up actually getting two goals in that first period. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now we're, we're getting these opportunities and, and finding these openings where, okay, fine, we're not getting the value on the first period pregame. We're getting a ton of value and a ton of, of opportunities to cash with 
plus money on one and a half or even laying it with a half a goal in the first period live. So that's something I'll be looking to do uh, hopefully again today and certainly tomorrow on the BetCast. Yeah, plus one. Live BetCast is going to be fun tomorrow. It's going to be one of our better ones because I've really been diving into props and props have been pretty good since I've been doing that really after the Super Bowl ended, I'm like, I've just got more time now to really dive into the prop market. Not not, not that I didn't before, but I'm mostly just a goal scorer prop guy before uh, all season. But now I'm really getting into the shots on goal, some point props, assists props, and I'm going to have some on this show today uh, in those categories. So uh, looking forward to revealing those for the four games we have on the Monday card coming up. Uh, Mikey, uh, thoughts on the uh, rest of the games from Sunday? Yeah, um, that Coyotes game, like Alex said, um, he brought up a good point about those first period totals because, I mean, I usually look at a couple different books, but like he said, if it's 0-0 and there's three to four minutes left, you are getting a pretty decent price for just somebody to score. So if you're not used to that and you have that option, I would definitely consider uh, looking at that. Like he said, happened in the Boston game. It was one nothing Boston, and then Giroux finds the back of the net with seconds left. So just something to be aware of, like Alex said. Oh, oh and I know Alex was uh, on a live over in the first period of that Senators-Bruins game this afternoon, uh, and it ends up cashing. Actually, two goals in the last few minutes of that period. We did, uh, By the way, Florida just scored and tied up the game with uh, Anaheim. 2 Just trying to get that. <laughs> Panthers and the uh, Ducks. You know what I did before this uh, period? I bet draw and Florida. Florida plus was plus one. Actually, three bets. I did Florida plus one twenty regular money line. Florida plus two hundred in regulation, and the draw at plus three hundred. So I figured maybe we can cash in two of those. Maybe uh, if because I still think we could go to OT and Florida wins. Uh, there you go. So. Uh, I got involved with that. I took over five and a half minus one twenty in this game. Once it got to the midway mark of the first period, scoreless, I said, "I'm five and a half with this game. How do I not jump on that? That's looking good." Um, so it's been good with the live betting. I'm on a few shots on goal props: Shabbat, Stutzla, Bergeron, Pasternak, and the Boston Ottawa game. I'm on a bunch of shots on goal props for Florida with uh, Ekblad and Verhage again, and Kachuk and. Uh, Montour and go on. There's a lot of Florida Panther shots on goal players, I bet, in this game. So hopefully they keep firing away. Yeah, it looks like it's under review. Not confirmed just yet. They're reviewing it here, uh, it looks like. And, uh, wow, I'm looking at the replay. It may not stand. Uh, I've got that feeling it might come back. We'll see. But pending review with that Florida goal right now, uh, right at this point in time. Uh, all right, let's get into the Monday games. We'll keep you up to date on those two games as the show goes on. But we got four games remaining on this Monday slate, and we'll begin in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, the Shark Tank, Seattle Kraken, San Jose Sharks, Seattle minus 150 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Seattle, a uh, nice win against Detroit in their last game. Now they start a road trip here in the Bay Area against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, they'll look to continue their good uh, recent uh, play. Uh, San Jose, on the other hand, we've talked about how they've been a very, very feisty, competitive team. I mean, it's one thing you're getting with San Jose, even in their losses. They've lost four of their last five now, but the Florida game was 4-1 Florida and two empty net goals put that away. A tight game with Pittsburgh where Pittsburgh needed an empty net goal to put that game to bed 3-1. to one. Uh, A narrow 2-1 to one loss to Vegas where Vegas scores the game winner in the final seconds. The Buffalo game on Saturday night, uh, you know, it was an empty net goal from Tuck to put that game away, but it was definitely a one-goal game. So San Jose has been very competitive here. Uh, they haven't been blown out. They've been uh, right there in each game recently. Seattle has kind of righted the ship. They were going through a bit of a rough patch there. Four losses in their first five games following the All-Star break, but two straight home wins against Philadelphia and Detroit. I like Seattle here. I got it at minus 140. Uh, we've definitely seen this uh, money line price climb. Uh, since I got in on it, and it's up to minus 155. I'm seeing minus 160 now uh, in some spots here in this game. But I agree with the move. I think the I think the Kraken, uh, you know, are starting to get their game together again, which I like to see. Uh, Philip Grubauer has been their goalie uh, the last several games, and he's playing some much better hockey. You can tell uh, he is trying to get. He is going to be the number one guy. I mean, it's not going to be Martin Jones. Martin Jones, like credit to him for a great first half. Uh, of the season in net, but 
Philip Grubauer is the guy that's going to lead Seattle to any success they have moving forward. And it's nice to see him start to hit, get his game back on track. Uh, James Reimer uh, is confirmed in net for San Jose, and they are without two key cogs here as well for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, in this game. Tomas Hurdle uh, will miss this game due to personal reasons, attending to a family matter. And Timo Meyer, who didn't practice yesterday, the, the rumors and the speculation ramped up as soon as people saw, hey, Timo Meyer's not out for practice yesterday for San Jose. Is he about to get traded? It's not because of that. They're not sitting him because of a potential trade, unlike the Chikrin situation in Arizona. Uh, Meyer will miss, miss this game because of an injury. It's an upper body injury, uh, and he'll be out for this game. So you take Meyer and you take Hurdle. You know, off this hockey team, those are two of your best forwards right there uh, if you're San Jose. So uh, I like Seattle here. It's up to minus 150. I'm still going to recommend the full game of money line price here uh, in this game. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with Seattle here, minus 150. Uh, and uh, if you want the regulation price for a little bit better uh, bang for your buck, uh, you can absolutely go in that direction. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with just full game money line. It's what I bet this morning at minus 140. I'm still going to recommend the actual full game money line here, minus 150. But as I said, if you want a little more value, a little bargain, you can also take the reg regulation line if you prefer that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, San Jose. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, – San Jose I think is going to be kind of in one of those spots a lot like we talked about Nashville, a lot like St. Louis. I think this is – we're starting to see that kind of melting point, if you will, of these teams, these bad teams that are just going to kind of fall off the face of the earth. And uh, I think – this is a tough spot for San Jose. They haven't played well at home. They haven't played well really anywhere. I think Seattle's going to come in and uh, take care of business within 60 minutes. So I like Seattle. I got them regulation and even money earlier today. All right. And we do have props that we like uh, in this game. Uh, if you look at what San Jose is going to look like up front, uh, obviously someone's got to do the scoring. Someone's got to do the shooting. Uh, if it's not going to be Hurdle and Meyer, who, of course, are going to both be out today. It looks like we've got a Mikey Essimont, Logan Couture, Alex Barabanov uh, top line. And I'll say this right now. Essimont's a target. Shots on goal. He's gone over his shots on goal prop in four straight games. Four, four, three, and five for Essimont. Hasn't been scoring or producing lately offensively, but this might be the time to maybe buy in on a Mikey Essamont, you know, point or goal prop because he's up on that top line with Couture and also with Barabanov. And it goes without saying Barabanov is someone you got to look at. Shots on goal, point prop, goal prop, whatever you can on Barabanov. He's been excellent for the San Jose Sharks. He has been great up on that top line, getting the opportunity, and he has definitely taken the uh, most of it. So if you want some Shark props, Esimont and Barabanov flanking Logan Couture on the top line are probably worth a look. Seattle, there's a couple that really stand out here for me. Ellie Tolvanen, goal prop, he keeps on scoring, and he is on a consecutive game point scoring streak for the Kraken uh, right now as well uh, going into this game. Let me see if I can uh, – I had the freaking chart up here, but he's, he's on a uh, – there it is. Yeah, he has uh, collected a point in five straight games for the Kraken. So has Jared McCann. Both of these guys for the Seattle Kraken on five-game point-scoring streaks for the uh, Kraken entering this game. And you can get um, Ellie Tolvanen at a plus price to get a point, at plus 120 in this game to get a point. He's on a five-game point-scoring streak for Seattle. Excellent value. Terrific. Plus 120, Ellie Tolvanen, who's been a different player since they claimed him off waivers from the Nashville Predators. And then Jared McCann, who's on a five-game point streak as well. He's only a buck twenty-five, minus one twenty-five to get a point. Uh, I think those are great bets uh, right now uh, in this game for the uh, Kraken, McCann and Tolvanen uh, to get a point. Uh, Five-game point streaks for both, and you got McCann at minus one twenty-five, and you have Tolvanen at plus one twenty uh, to get a point in this game. Excellent. You could even sprinkle on both of them to score and find the back of the net as well. Uh, excellent, excellent options uh, for this uh, game. Uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Eberly, you know, we talk about Eberly and Beneers. It goes without saying you can consider props with them, but Eberly had a three-point game against Detroit. He has seven points in the last four games for the uh, Kraken, and he's only minus 120 to get a point. So you could have some real fun with this. This has that feel of a put an SGP together, try to get a nice little payout out of this with Eberly, Tolvanen, and McCann. To get a point, you put that in an SGP, man, that's going to pay out a, a nice little penny 
All right. And these are guys that are hotter than fish grease right now uh, for the Seattle Kraken. Eberly point, Tolvanen point, McCann point uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Great bets. Uh, Mikey, what do you think here? Seattle, San Jose. Yeah, I don't know if it's been confirmed, if it's Grubauer or Jones. Um, it, it was Grubauer at first, and now they projected Jones. If it is Jones, it's his first trip back at the Shark Tank where he spent six years. Um, I could see like, him playing well today Yeah, yeah. against this opponent. Yeah. yeah, he did get lit up last, last time at home against them, but, I mean, I think he allowed five goals. That was that 8-6 type of game, but... I think he'll settle in tonight if he does start. Um, like you said, Ian, I feel the Sharks are one of those rare bad teams that usually, for the most part, give you a solid effort more often than not. San Jose usually doesn't go on many four-plus game losing streaks. I think they've lost four or more games only four times this season, and that came in October and November. So I, I am expecting a little bit better effort out of San Jose this afternoon, and they've also been great during day games. San Jose is 6-0 and in matinee games this year. Um, Seattle's 2-6. and That's my only slight concern. Um, but San Jose, they still have the worst home record in the NHL. They're 5-14. and So um, Seattle is continuing their dad's mentors slash brothers trip today. Uh, Grubauer mentioned how the team doesn't want to lose these types of games. Obviously, easier said than done. Seattle's quietly went on a 3-0-1 run. Points in four straight games after having a rough start post-All-Star break. Um, I think Seattle should take advantage and grab these two points to put them at 72 and at top of the Pacific Division because they have two tough games coming up versus Boston and versus Toronto. So grab these points while you can. Um, if it is Grubauer, he's allowed two goals or less and seven out of his last nine. He's really settled in. Maybe San Jose comes out hot in the first 20 minutes and wins the first period due to their three game skid and facing a divisional opponent. But I locked in Seattle last night in regulation at plus one Oh five. I think they get it done. All right. Seattle in regulation here for Mikey plus a one Oh five in this game. Yeah. Maddie Beneers. I'm just looking at his numbers too. Uh, you know, he, of course, was out for a while. He's been back now for seven games. He's heating up now. Maybe it took him a while. He had five straight games without a point. He's got four points in the last two games for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So I'm just putting it together now, and Rich H is on to this too. Beneers to get a point is minus 120. That's another great price, and he's got four in the last two games. Eberly minus 120. McCann, minus 125. Tolvanen, plus 120. All to get a point and you put them in an SGP, we're going to find out in just a second uh, here what what kind of price we're going to get with that. Uh, let me just, here we go. going to have some experimenting. I love this on a short card. Can have a little fun with this and see what kind of payout we get. We got Beneers. Let's put that in. Uh, Eberly, McCann, Tolvanen, plus 850 at Bet365. Uh, there you go. That's a nice that's little all. That's yeah. a nice little SGP. I mean, you've got Tolvanen, who's got on point in five straight, McCann a point in five straight, Eberly with seven points in the last five games, and Beneers with four points in the last two games. Those are the players that make up that same game point parlay for Seattle. That is great. That's great value. I think it's got a real shot to hit. Uh, plus 850. Uh, so there we go. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on. And by the way, I might add the over if Jones is in that, just because I think he's motivated to play well doesn't mean he will, and he has kind of struggled lately. So I might add that over in this game if it's a Jones in that for Seattle. All right, Philadelphia, Calgary. We've got Calgary minus 240, home favorite, six the total in this one. I mean, do we want to trust Calgary to win two in a row? I mean, we know sometimes this team, especially at this number, I mean, that was a nice – performance against the Rangers they came out strong they got the two quick goals kind of the Rangers hung around got back in it but and then of course tied it but Calgary found a way winning in overtime uh, it was a deflection goal for Michael Backlund uh, to get the uh, overtime win for the Flames much needed calm the waters if you will with the uh, you know people uh, the media questioning Daryl Sutter and the team what's wrong with Huberto the agent for Huberto uh, coming out and saying, you know, all the negativity surrounding the uh, Flames, Alan Walsh, and they kind of quieted it down a little bit, at least for one night with that win against the Rangers. But they got to follow it up. Too many times we've seen Calgary, you know, in these instances, not be able to build uh, off what they did the previous game. So that's going to be something we watch for in this. I lean to the over here in this one. Erson is going to be a net 
for Philadelphia uh, instead of uh, Carter Hart. Carter Hart probably needs a rest at this point. We'll see how he fares in this one. But it is worth noting, you know, he has got a 5-0-1 record for the Flyers and a 2.49 goals against a 9-13 save percentage. So this young kid, when he's gotten the opportunity, has been pretty solid for the Philadelphia Flyers, Samuel Erson. So he'll be the starting goalie in net for Philly today. Not confirmed yet for Calgary, but probably because they won the other night, you'd expect Jacob Markstrom to be uh, back in net for them against the uh, Flyers today. Uh, you know, the, they played really good defense in front of him Saturday night, but still he played one of his better games. We'll see if he can carry that forward today. Like I said, it looks like it's going to be Arison here for Philadelphia. I do lean to the over a bit. Calgary should win, but do you, know, do you know how many times I've been wronged by Calgary? This is definitely a once bitten, twice shy theory, clearly in play for this better when it comes to anything to do with the Calgary Flames right now. So I'm passing. I want, And I know if I take Philly, watch, Calgary's going to show up and play well. To, and Philly's not in good form. I don't want Philly anyway. Philadelphia's having a tough go right now. This road trip's been ugly. The Seattle game was ugly. The Vancouver game. I mean, it's not like Vancouver's a – uh, a, a juggernaut team and Vancouver put the boots to Philadelphia six to two uh, on Saturday night. So I don't like the current form for this Flyers team. So six, the total I might look over more than anything. This is going to be a prop game and I will get to those right after we hear from uh, Alex and Mikey on this game. Alex, what do you think here? Flyers flames. Yeah. The only thing I'm looking at here is this first. Uh Oh, <laughs> Uh, Alex having camera issues. The camera's been in and out today. We'll get Alex back in a sec. Mikey, what do you think here? Philadelphia, Calgary. Yeah, I hate to add to what just happened, but I'm in my car, so if I lose you, hopefully we don't. But um, no, yeah. you're good. So I'm on the over six. I was waiting to see who Philly was going to put in net because they do play in Edmonton tomorrow night. So I had a feeling that they might not start. Carter Hart, so we are getting Urson, who hasn't actually been too bad, to be honest with you. Um, Philly has lost four in a row, outscored 18-8. to eight. They've lost four of their five February games, only when coming in overtime against Edmonton. So during a Philly skid like this, it's usually where I feel backing them, at least in the first period, makes sense. My concern is, is Calgary about to go on a short run here with – uh, Flyers and Coyotes coming up before they face Murders Row in Vegas, Colorado, Boston, and February. It's a tough one. Calgary hasn't really showed me much with that 3-2 overtime win against the Rangers. Um, Calgary does do well in these matinee games. They're 5-1 and one in day games this year. Philly is 5-5. Five and five. So um, I usually avoid overs in matinee games, but I'm pretty sure. Are we going to get Markstrom? Has he been confirmed? Not confirmed, but expected. Yeah, Jacob expected. So he's. N I don't have much trust in him. So <laughs> I like the over six. I locked that in. Um, after three straight two and one games to start February, there's been at least seven goals in Philly's last three games, and Calgary's seen at least seven goals in four out of their six February games. So I think it makes sense. It's not at six and a half. It's at six. So I'm on the over six minus one ten. All right, good stuff indeed. And now we can officially tell you that the game is tied with Florida and Anaheim 2-2. And this go. one will count. This one will not be taken back. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Philly, Calgary. Yeah, so as I was saying before, my camera completely cut out. But uh, I like the first period over here with uh, Philly and Calgary. Calgary's been hot in the first period overs lately. Seven and one, uh, cash four straight. Philly has cashed in three straight. Uh, and these are two teams that I just feel like especially with the dynamic of Philly being out West in the earlier start time. I think that, you know, they may not have fully have their legs on, underneath them defensively. We know if Jacob Marshall's playing, we know how, how he's pretty much just a uh, damn near an auto play in the first period. You know, he's very susceptible to giving up the first goal, the, the first shot, first few shots uh, in for a goal. So this is a, a line I actually thought would open two uh, at a plus price. I'm surprised that it opened yesterday. It was one and a half minus a dollar thirty. So I doubled up on that one. Uh, right now we're seeing the dollar forty-five, dollar fifty at that range. I would just stick to playing it maybe one, maybe no more than one and a half units with that dollar fifty. But I uh, definitely would try to grab a, a one and a half. Don't do not go for a two. I think two will cash, but the 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 better value certainly here would be just going and, and get your one and a half because we've seen a lot of twos push with Philly uh, in some of these uh, these first period totals. 
All right, there we go. Liking the first period over here, Alex. Flyers and Flames here uh, in this early start affair. As far as the props go, this is where my focus is going to be on this game. More toward the uh, prop market uh, with the Flyers and the Flames. I do like the over, uh, and the first period over makes sense. And a full game over, I do like at six. But as far as the props go, Tyler Toffoli, shots on goal. It's been cashing repeatedly for the most part. You do have to lay more juice now, but I think he goes over that shots on goal number. Same with Michael Backlund. Michael Backlund. Uh, definitely over two and a half shots on goal is a good one. Also, uh, in terms of uh, point props in this game, um, I think um, Tafoli, if you want to lay minus 150, I think that he will find uh, the uh, not the score sheet, I should say, uh, to collect a point. Michael Backlund's a really good point prop in this game. He got the overtime winner against the Rangers on Saturday night. He's only minus 125 to get a point. Michael Backlund for the Flames in this game. You look at the way he's trending. Uh, he has gotten a point for them uh, in eight of the last 10 games for the Calgary Flames. So you like that, those odds. You like that price for a guy that's gotten a point in eight of the last 10 games, minus 125 for uh, Michael Backlund to get a point. So that's definitely uh, a, a nice uh, player prop option. Dylan Dubé for the uh, Calgary Flames. We've talked about how he's played. He's been one of the sparks for the uh, Calgary Flames during any win they've gotten. Dylan Dubé usually has had a hand in it. He's plus 250 or so to get a goal, minus 115 to get a point. You know, not a bad look there as well. So a couple of props involving Calgary. Shots on goal to Foley, uh, point to Foley. Backland shots on goal to get a point. You could even sprinkle on a goal for Backland as well. He did pot the overtime winner uh, against uh, the Rangers the other night. And then, of course, uh, I think also Dylan Dubé goal and point as well for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, in this one. So, and again, the Flyers have really had a tough time all of a sudden in their uh, own end defensively. Uh, and that's something that uh, would worry you here a little bit today as well against this, uh, in this game against the, uh, against the, uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. Philly's had a rough road trip defensively. Uh, no question about that. Um, yeah. Huberto, uh, if you want us buy in on Huberto, Rich, that's a good point. You know, using that Rangers performance, which was maybe his best game of the season as a springboard to bigger and better things, you know, do you, you know, jump in on props involving him here? He did say, I remember him saying after the game. Now, now that I just think about, it, I remember watching the post game presser after that Rangers game, Huberto said, I want to shoot the puck more, or at least try to, I know I'm thought of as a playmaker and a pass first guy, someone that sets up my line mates, but I'm, I'm going to try to shoot the puck at least a little bit more than I have uh, in the past. So we'll see if that comes to uh, fruition. So if there's any shots on goal props with uh, Huberto out there, if you want to buy into this theory that he's going to practice what he preaches, you know, as a way to try to get himself back in, 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 in good form again, and you think he might shoot the puck more, you could take over while well, it's over one and a half, it's minus 160. The only problem with that, it's a big price, but uh, certainly if you believe in that, could look at that. I, I still need more data. I need to see more Huberto the next few games before I just jump in with that theory. Let's see if he actually does go out there and try to shoot the puck more because he is a pass first guy. He's always looking to how can I set up my line mate before I get a goal or before I take the shot. That's always been his. That's how he's been wired really uh, since he's been a, uh, an NHL player. So uh, that that's something to watch for moving forward. If indeed Huberto does try to sh start shooting the puck more as he is hinting that he might moving forward all right the last two games actually before we get to them we're at the halfway point of the card hit the like button if you're watching on youtube 173 live viewers uh shout out to our podcast listeners as well we'll be back to uh, preview and analyze the remaining two games both of them on monday night right after we hear from graham coke all right whether you or your team's game is on the field screen racetrack or on the ice graham coke is for the game Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, 
Use promo code ICEGUYS. You get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. Two games left on this Monday slate, and they're both tonight. The New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins, second game in four days but between these two teams. They played on the island at the at Belmont Park, I should say, uh, UBS Arena uh, on Friday night. Islanders, Penguins. Islanders get the victory, even though they got dominated in that game. Uh, I'm sure that resonates in the minds of the Penguins, but the Penguins are not a bargain here. They're up to a minus 155 price here as a home favorite, six the total. Uh, in this game, I do think Pittsburgh wins. I don't I'm not crazy about laying the price. I'd take team total over three and a half if I'm going to bet the Penguins here in any form. I think that's probably the better uh, option. Let's not forget that they uh, were able to just do whatever they wanted against the Islanders' defense. And if not for you know Sorokin playing as well as he did Friday night, and Pittsburgh missed some point blank chances. There were a couple, of, but they were controlling the play. They had the Islanders just pinned in their own zone for much of that game. I mean, the Islanders looked totally a step slow that entire game. Now, you got to think maybe somewhere that the Islanders play a little bit better here, but certainly with the Penguins realizing, hey, that's a game. We should have beat that team Friday night because we were all over them. And some. And I'll take it. I was on the Islanders Friday night, but certainly the Islanders um, were fortunate to get out of there with the win because I thought Pittsburgh outplayed them heavily. We'll see if the uh, Penguins uh, end up bouncing back here. I think I'd play Penguins team total over. Uh, if anything, here in this game. But this is, again, more of a game where uh, props interest me uh, for this game. Uh, anything Sidney Crosby, I think, is a good look. Sidney Crosby was excellent against the Islanders Friday night. He has historically excellent numbers against the Islanders uh, in his career. And, and I think, you know, coming off the uh, unfortunate loss to New Jersey, the frustrating loss to the Islanders on Friday, uh, this is a guy that's going to lead by example as the captain. You know, as the face of this franchise for the last uh, several uh, years, decade plus. Uh, and I think you're going to see him play well. I like his shots on goal uh, over, and he's been trending over with his shots on goal. You got to lay minus 155, but I think it goes over his shots on goal. I think it's over one and a half points at plus 185 is worth a look. I think to get an assist, which he's been is very good with collecting apples lately for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, he's only minus 115 for Sidney Crosby to get an assist in this one for the uh, Penguins. So I think this is a Crosby game, you know, with needing a win, bouncing back after two losses in a row. Uh, he plays well. He's had a great track record for sure against the uh, Islanders uh, as well, entering this game. Gensel over shots on goal, probably worth a look. And there are a few Islander props that are worth a look. Anything Noah Dobson, Noah Dobson shooting the puck over uh, two and a half shots on goal for Noah Dobson worth a look. Uh, no doubt about that. And if you look at it, five straight games with a point and an assist for Noah Dobson from that Islanders blue line. Uh, that's, again, a five-game point and assist streak for Noah Dobson coming into tonight. And if you look at his point prop, it's only plus 100, minus 110, right around even money. His assist prop is plus 150, you know, in some spots to get an assist. We're talking about a defenseman here in Noah Dobson that's gotten an assist in five straight games and a point in five straight games. And look at the prices uh, that you get with both of those. So I think it's a very good prop look for the goal, for the point and the assist prop on Noah Dobson tonight for the Rangers, as well as his overshots. Anders Lee is starting to shoot the puck more. I think his overshots on goal worth a look. Bo Horvat went over his shots on goal against Pittsburgh on Friday night. That might be worth a look, too, in this game. So it's a good prop game, really good prop game, in fact, uh, in my opinion here with the uh, Islanders and the uh, Penguins uh, for this uh, game tonight. And I think there's one more that I was thinking of uh, for this one. Um, I'm trying to think, or is it for the next game? I think it might be for the uh, – oh, it is. Brock Nelson, who is on, I think, a now a 12-game point-scoring streak. You could obviously take him to score a goal because he's on fire right now for the Islanders. But I've got Brock Nelson in a 2 player point parlay with someone from the Jets and the Rangers game coming up. So uh, I've got that going. I've got, because uh, he's just been automatic. Brock Nelson getting a point. It's like what now? A 12 game point streak for Brock Nelson uh, entering tonight. So I've got Nelson in a two player point parlay with another player from the next game we'll talk about, which we'll get to in a little bit. Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Penguins. Yeah, just keeping it simple. I like the first period over here. Uh, the one and a half laying a dollar 30. We saw this cash. 
uh, in the last meeting. It was just 1-1, except there was tons of chances. It could have easily been a 2-2 a first period between these two teams. And that's now six of the last seven meetings where the first period over has cashed in. Seven of the last ten uh, Penguins games have gone over in that first period. Even the Islanders, they're at the bottom of the list as far as uh, teams going over in the first period, but they have gone over five of the last ten. So, they're starting to get that offense rolling, and there's a little bit, a little bit of a, of a defensive lapse. Uh, you know, at times when when their game is not on on the blue line, we you know we're not seeing them just still uh, have these kind of three two battles. They they have been kind of falling backward when they have some bad defensive outings. Pittsburgh, of course, the you know, question of, of Jari or to Smith. Even if it is Jari, you know, coming back and starting, I would still feel comfortable enough. You know, he's not going to be settled in right away after missing this time in the first 10, 15 minutes necessarily. So uh, I think it's a cheap enough price where I'm going to go over for one and a half, laying it out of 30. All right. There you go. Uh, laying a dollar 30 there in that. Actually, I've got two two team, two player point parlays. Nelson with um, someone from the next game, and I've got Gensel to get a point with someone from the next game because Nelson's on a point scoring uh, streak, you know, 12 games against. So I think for him, it's a point in uh, seven of the last 10 games. So again, we're playing the percentages players that are in good form. And yes, how could I, I can't believe I haven't said that yet. Yes. Tristan Jari uh, is back in net for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, making his return. We've been waiting for it and waiting for it. He was on the road trip when Pittsburgh was out West uh, last week, but they just didn't want to push him. They didn't want to rush him back, but he is back. His first start for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, back from injury. Uh, Tristan Jari returning for the uh, Penguins tonight. Uh, Mikey, what do you think here, Islanders-Penguins? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh. I locked it in uh, minus 130 last night. I know it's moved. I believe it's in the mid-150s right now. I just think they have an axe to grind um, after giving up two two-goal leads against the same Isles team last game. Uh, more key injuries piling up. For the Islanders, Barzell, Wally, Bailey, Peugeot, Clutterbuck, that's pretty much the Islanders' identity right there. So they're taking some key hits. And although Pittsburgh has had difficulty finding consistency to find the back of the net, if you look at expected goals for strictly in the month of February, Pittsburgh's number one in the NHL. So they're getting there. They're just having consistency finding the back of the net. Um I like three plays in this one. I like the first period puck line on Pittsburgh at plus 150. I did lock in Pittsburgh money line last night at minus 130. I probably wouldn't play it where it's at right now. And I like the over six. Three out of the last four meetings had nine or more goals. The other one had six. So um, it's worth taking a shot at the uh, over six. And um, I hate to cut it short. I do have to jump off here, but I appreciate no you problem. guys letting me come on and talk hockey. Uh, yeah, my no best problem, bet is first period Pittsburgh puck line at plus 150. There you go. And anything on Winnipeg, New York, before we let you go? I jumped on Winnipeg in yesterday's game, first period, uh, which cash and the money line. I just think this back-to-back -back is going to be a little bit difficult. Um, I know Riddick's in that. He, he actually hasn't been too bad. Yeah, um, yes, yep. He really hasn't. It's just these back-to-backs in New Jersey, New York – are reminding me of the back-to-backs in Alberta. They're reminding me of the back-to-backs in SoCal. It's getting extremely difficult playing New Jersey and New York back-to-back -back games. The Rangers are extremely hot. They've been hot for over a month. So I, I love Winnipeg at these prices. How many times have we cashed Winnipeg's at plus 150, plus 160 in the last few years? But mm -hmm. I think this is just a tough go. So I don't have anything in this one, unfortunately. All right, great stuff, Mikey. We appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll see you soon. Yeah, see you, Mikey. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is. Follow him on Twitter at Bet with Mikey. Yeah, I'm just looking. Anders Lee is minus one twenty, minus one twenty five to get a point. He had three against Pittsburgh Friday night. He's got four in the last two games. There's uh, again a great value look there. Anders and Anders Lee's gonna have to pick it up even more with Barzell out. You know, Wallstrom's been out for a while. So I think the again, this is a captain's game, right? The Islanders need a win. The Penguins need a win. They're both trying to get, you know, playoff positions. The captains have to play well. So I think Crosby and Lee for their respective teams tonight uh, both uh, make an impact play well. All right, final game of this Monday card, Winnipeg Jets, New York Rangers. Rangers minus 180 home favorites, six the total in this game. Back-to-back -back for the Jets after a, a, just an absolutely disheartening, deflating loss to the Devils. They played pretty well early, but they did not have a good third period. Three unanswered goals for New Jersey to turn a 2-1 deficit into a 4-2 win. 
Jets will look to rebound following that tough loss tonight on a back-to-back here against the uh, New York Rangers. Jets are actually 5-3 and three this year on the second night of a back-to-back. So the record's actually a winning record in this situation. I kind of am tempted by the Jets, believe it or not, because it's not a great spot for the Rangers. They're coming off the very long road trip that they had through Carolina is where it started. Then they went out to Western Canada, went through Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. It looked like they had a chance to sweep the Western Calgary part of that road trip. But Calgary ends up with a 3-2 overtime win. It's just, to me, in this spot, it's difficult to lay minus 180 with the Rangers. Am I in love with trusting the Jets after last night? No, but I'd still prefer Winnipeg in this spot with the Rangers coming off that long road trip. It's just a little bit of a dicey spot, in my opinion, uh, for the home favorite. I might get there with the over if it's Riddick in that because I know he's played well lately, but I do I trust him against this very potent Rangers offense? Uh, I don't know about that. I still might get there over the total if we do get confirmation, as I kind of expect it to be uh, David Riddick in net. It will be Shesterkin, by the way, in net for the uh, Rangers uh, in this game tonight. And we can confirm, by the way, Martin Jones will be in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, this afternoon against San Jose. So I am on the over now in that game uh, as well with the confirmation that Jones is in net. And as far as props go in this game, I talked about I've got Brock Nelson and I've got Jake Gensel in two player point parlays tonight the other play and i have the same player from the rangers in the parlay with both of them and that's artemi panarin like panarin is just on a point scoring just binge right now uh he has been in on so much of the offense for the uh, rangers of late uh and i've got panarin with gensel in a two player point prop or parlay i should say and i've got uh panarin with uh Nelson from the Islanders as well uh, in a two-player point parlay. I mean, look at the numbers, Alex, for Panarin. He's on a seven-game point streak, and he has a eye-popping 15 points in those seven games for the uh, New York Rangers. I-, I shouldn't say where has this come from because Panarin, we know, is incredibly skilled and gifted, and he's, he can score. He can. He's a great passer, great vision, all of that stuff, but he has taken his game to another level. This is this is what Panarin can do consistently, but we sometimes he has those little telescope games, you know, as I like to say, you can't find them. Yep. You can find them right now. 15 points in the last seven games for the uh, New York Rangers. So I've got Panarin with Nelson at plus 114, both of them to get a point in a parlay, right around that same price as well with uh, Nelson and uh or Gensel from the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, as well. So again, because both of them to get a point individually are like minus 200 for Gensel, minus 200 for Panarin. So you want to dumb that down. That's why I've got Panarin with Gensel, Panarin with Nelson uh, in a two separate parlays to score a point tonight in this game. All right, what do you think here, Alex? Jets and Rangers. Yeah, even though he uh, logged off, not, not going to be able to get away from the old, not so fast, my, uh, my friend, for uh, Mikey here. I like this uh winnipeg first period actually uh i know you're talking about looking at you know maybe they could be struggling a little bit i think exactly what you're saying i think the rangers are going to be the team that might struggle early in this contest and they might take some time to get back in the form so i'm going jets first period money line plus 120 i've already played that and i'm hoping that we can get a one nothing or a two one first period out of the jets and then i'm going to be looking to try and bounce back and grab new york because i think that's when the legs are going to start to wear out on winnipeg a little bit the rangers might be able to find some balance if, if, if it's close now it could easily be a three nothing or a three one jets lead and then we'll just take our first period win and uh and just just sit out of that but uh i i think you know like i said it's tough with the back-to-back i, I do agree with that but i think it's tougher what the rangers are doing and the fact that they lost off of the end of that successful road trip, you know, maybe that's kind of the, you know, even though they had a great, a great run, but that's a, a bit of a downer. And then heading in, having that one day off, I think they might be a little bit flat early. They could be flat the whole game, but I'm just banking on at least the first 20 minutes. Uh, what a pick it up with. Yeah, definitely good stuff indeed. Oh, also Tarasenko to get a goal and get a point. He has three points in five games as a member of the Rangers. And the one home game he's at at Madison Square Garden, he's only had one home game in New York, Tarasenko, and it was the Seattle game. When he first arrived, he had a goal and a point in that game. And he's only minus 120 to get a point, Tarasenko, for the Rangers tonight. If he gets on a heater, you're not going to get those prices indefinitely. Cheap as minus 120 for Tarasenko to get a point. So I say, you know, jump on that now because if he starts to get going for the Rangers offensively, you're not going to get minus 120 forever uh, on him to get a point. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. As far as Jets, there's a few shots on goal I like in this game. Morrissey, we've been riding his shots on goal over. Mark Shifley is starting to really 
get over the shots on goal number, and it's a plus price for his shots on goals. Advantage ad for the Rangers uh, as well. Uh, shots on goal, uh, maybe Heedle, consider him as well. So uh, some good shots on goal options as well for the uh, Rangers for player props in this game tonight. All right, great stuff. What a great card. A lot of props. I mean, I did a lot of prop research and work, and uh, I mentioned pretty much majority, if not all, the props I'm on on this uh, show today. So hopefully those play out well. Uh, and we get some good results with those 220 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We Thank appreciate it uh, very much. Patreon.com slash ice guys. Check it out. $10 a month. We've got bonus content, Q and a uh, video with me and Alex. We also have the Jimmy Murphy tales from the rink with him on the, uh, Patreon page as bonus video content. We're going to be posting the broadcaster rankings, 32 down to one, uh, all 32 NHL local broadcast teams, ranked by me that'll be posted on thursday later this week for our patreon subscribers uh, we've got goalie charts totals charts power ratings uh, the daily ice guys show betting card all of that gets posted daily at patreon.com slash ice guys so sign up there just ten dollars a month yeah also check out the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com we've got caps we've got hoodies we've got t-shirts we've got mugs we've got all kind of cool things uh so check that out over there it helps support the podcast uh, it's com. All right, there you go. All right, uh, we wrap things up with best bets here for this abbreviated Monday card right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscaped.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, back here on the Ice Guys. And a reminder, BetCast, tomorrow night, 2, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. DM me at Bobano on Twitter. Email Bobano350 at gmail.com. Either or uh, to get uh, the link to the BetCast and request your spot to join us tomorrow night. There it is on the live BetCast. Uh, we're looking forward to it tomorrow night. Make sure you, make sure you mit, don't miss it. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, best bets to wrap it up for this Monday show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, this one's going off in about an hour, uh, so grab it as quick as you can. It is the Calgary Flames, Philadelphia Flyers, first period over one and a half. You can still lay a, as cheap as a dollar thirty. Uh, I like this all the way up to a dollar fifty. This is a this is a best bet, best bet for me. Uh, I definitely like this one a lot. Let's go, Flames, Flyers, first period over one and a half minus a dollar thirty. My best bet for this Monday. 
All right. All right. Philadelphia, Calgary over one and a half first period. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet. Let's go because we've done a lot of work into this today with the shorter card into the player props. Let's go with a player prop. Uh, best bet here for this uh, card. And it's also and it's going to be from one of the early games too. Uh, Seattle and San Jose. We're going to go with our guy, Ellie Tolvanen for the Seattle Kraken to get a point. That's Ellie Tolvanen point plus 120. Uh, it's a great price. It's an absolutely outstanding price for what this guy has been doing repeatedly for the Seattle Kraken. He's got a five-game point streak going right now. If you go back to January 25th against Vancouver, Ellie Tolvanen has a point in eight of the last 10 games for the Seattle Kraken. And you can get him at plus 120 to get a point in this game against San Jose. Great value. That is going to be the best bet. A rare player prop best bet. Ellie Tolvin and Seattle Kraken to get a point plus 120 uh, for my best bet for this uh, Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. A double dip. Our daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern. Stark is back on the show with us. And then our BetCast at 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on Tuesday. Join us again on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. 